Hi, my name is Jim Sevier, and I have the Coachable, the Coachable, ugh, wow, the Coachable.com. There it is. It just, and by the way, that's gonna, I'm gonna keep that in <laughs> because one, I'm lazy. I don't wanna keep making cuts over and over again. I should probably have an intro. Nah, this is more, this is more fun. This is more fun. Um, but I'm with the Coachable, and today I have got another interview here on the back deck here in beautiful Greer, South Carolina, in a beautiful blue sky day. Um, love it, love it, love it. Um, but I'm here with, and I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. So I am here with... Hey, I am Carol Underwood, and I am the owner and founder of Have a Great Dog, Dog Training and Fitness. Dog Fitness, okay. I like that. I like that. Well, tell me something a little bit about Have a Great Dog. Have a Great Dog has been in existence for 20 years. Ah. And after a career in horses, I switched over to dogs And while I was in Chicago. Ah. And put the business in Austin for about a decade. Okay. I I'm sure there's a story there. We'll get to it. But Winter. <laughs> winter in Chicago. Yeah. That's a short one. Winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. Um. I work outside. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm being in I'm Austin for about 10 years. Well, that gets a little too deserty. And I missed the southeast, which is where I'm mostly from. I've and been through a couple of storms in Austin, like savage summer storms kind of thing in Texas. and uh, It's different. Yeah. We've had, we've had some contenders here lately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's true, just recently. Yeah, so um, I sold my place in Austin and did camper life for about a year and okay. gave myself a little vacation. Nice. And saw a lot and did a few things. And So what brought you here then? What brought you to, to South Carolina? Oddly enough, you know, I... I Lived in the Carolinas briefly in the early 90s, and about three, four years ago, I was on my way to national finals with my dogs in Orlando. So driving from Austin to Orlando, I took a couple of weeks to do a circuit of the southeast to see where I was going to land. Oh. And to see what felt good, mm -hmm. which is kind of how I roll with that. <laughs> That's not like, a bad... That's actually not a bad thing. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Greenville was starting to pop up on those next big thing lists. And I was like, really? I've been there. That would be interesting. What have they done? And I got here and saw it. And it was completely different. I mean, keep in mind, the last time I was here, BMW was just being built. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was the game changer, right? So um, I stayed a little B&B off of North and oh, okay. explored a little bit. Found out there's a waterfall downtown that was never visible before, and they had <laughs> slapped that out. Who knew? And there's a, oh, look, we have baseball ah. missing the Cubs games. Oh, there you go. You know? I'm a Cubbies fan. Awesome. Yeah. See, I knew I liked you. See? In fact, I've got an old Cubbies t-shirt that is an old Cubbies t-shirt. Um, and I'm not actually from Chicago. Born and raised in Southern California. Why am I a Cubbies fan? Quick side story. How did that happen? Um first team I played 
uh, for in Little League growing up was the Cubs. Um, and my first home run, I was a Cubby. My, uh, the best time that I've had with all my friends growing up, I was on the Cubs. So now they're my they're sort of my adopted, semi-permanent adoption team. Yeah, I you know it it was a little tough knowing that we feed a different team here. Yeah, yeah, I know that team too. <laughs> but we're we're allowed to be friends. Yeah, we yeah. we Cubs and Red Sox are actually friends. Yeah, we yeah we have a feeder team to the Red Sox. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry yeah. if you're a Red Sox fan. Yeah, you know, the Red Sox are okay. Well, I uh, another kind of off the beaten path <laughs> story, <laughs> but I was actually at an Angels game being held at in in the Red Sox stadium, and they were actually everybody was actually very pleasant to to me, and they, I had my Angel stuff on, and we were sitting right in like in like the field seats because the corporation put got it all done for us and i'm sitting down there going oh my gosh this is not going to be pretty because there was a sea of red sox fan and there was me um but they were they were actually and and i don't know about you but i'm if there's a good play on either side of the team on either side of the of the field either w with mine or theirs you know you get a you get a double play i'm just going to say think that, that was a good play right yeah. whether or not it was my team or not right i'm taking it because <laughs> it was moved us out but i always like play for play's sake i i hope my team wins but i'm not that rabid rabid fan that just kind of only if i'm at wrigley and the cards are visiting <laughs> okay well you know yeah okay but you gotta have some standards i agree you gotta you know <laughs> you gotta do what's there's right there's some yeah there's those rivalries yeah but so you so you were coming through you found greenville found greenville it was you know i was downtown i found coffee underground Oh yeah, I dropped some Go. things I found. Walked in there, it felt like a Chicago coffee shop it actually. Did. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is cozy. And I walk up, and the barista had worked at Intelligentsia, which was basically my living room All in right. Chicago. And I was like, well, this is getting weird. <laughs> um, Everything's aligning. All of the around found Northampton wine. Oh, there you go. That's a like, good place. That's a good place. All right. Yeah. Morning, dinner. Okay, we're good. There you go. This is good. There's some variety here. There's some things I can I can do this. Went around by Fourfield and I was like, wow. Okay. Now, I mean, now now look at how it is. Everything is downtown. I mean, if you were down, if you were here in the '90s, I mean, it's it was it's scary like, when like you just didn't there was do a few it. areas that you just didn't do it. <laughs> My yeah. wife said when I first brought her out here from LA, just to kind of see the area. I said, I love I love South Carolina. South Carolina is really great. We the only place to stay downtown was the Point Set. And so we go stay at the Poinsett, and my wife just went walking down Main Street, and there was boarded up palm readers, you know, fortune tellers. <laughs> um, and she's like, and she just looks at me. She goes, we're never moving here, right? And then, like, five years later, here we are. We were there. So yeah, been here for about, it'll be, it was nine May 1st. We were here nine years since May 1st. So yeah, we love it. And I have actually been here one year. Wow. I moved my business here a year ago, and banner. It was Love just it. absolutely banner. Um, very welcoming to me and the company. All right. And so let's talk. Let's talk about you. you so you've actually got a well-established business. Yes. This is not. You're not a new entrepreneur. I am not a new entrepreneur. Okay. Obviously, we're all new to what's going on right now with 
the pandemic and shutting down businesses and we're all feeling that but we'll have that discussion too but let's go back and you know you were training horses you decided you wanted to train dogs what was you know obviously you've been around animals a long time mm-hmm. right there's obvious love for that why don't you talk about that for a minute let's hear about that yeah all that mattered was a kid was getting out to the barn and no i was not one of those people who had horses bought for them <laughs> 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 i um I was kind of lucky to end up with the right horse at the right time that opened some doors for me. Nice. Um, yeah. When you say that, what does that mean? That doesn't that I doesn't register for me. Right horse at the right time. I was able to be seen and get some work, um, and work with some good people. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, I knew my niche. I was not an Olympic person by any means, but I'm very good at teaching. Okay. And. Was able to get people started so they could send on, which is what I wanted. At the time, I didn't really want to live okay. on the road. Did I time. hear this correctly? So you were actually training people that were then going to be trying to get to the Olympics? On uh, I was training kids and yeah. amateur adults, and I would train the kids up to a certain point. And then and they once they were ready to move up a level mm-hmm. and start doing national, right? then I would send them to other trainers. All right. So... Again, I told you that I was going to break in all the time that I hear a great, you know, business idea. I mean, you were talking um, about, you know, kind of sort of being in the right place at the right time. But you you said that you you basically, if I was going to maybe change the terminology a bit, you were networked with a bunch of people that were very supportive of you and of and were maybe perhaps well known in their circles that made it easier for you to make that first jump into doing what you wanted to do. Yes. Correct? Mm -hmm. And by the way, that is still applicable for any business and anyone. It's So when I first came here to Greenville from L.A., I was born and raised in L.A. My territories were L.A., Hawaii, Nevada. Trust me, Hawaii wasn't that great of a territory. Everybody wanted to go there. Nobody wanted to do business. It's like Vegas. Um, The... And then coming here, the very first thing that I knew that I had to do was surround myself with people that were like-minded in the standpoint of, how can I help? Because that's that's the way I am. It's just like, how can I help? Mm-hmm. And so to, to hear that you, you know, this was, I don't know how long ago, we don't have to put dates to it, time timelines to it. She's, she's like, push your way back. Way. way back. But, and I think that that's a, that's a good thing that everybody should should hear and should learn when they're going out and looking at a business, surround yourself with an environment of people that are supportive and that have good reputations themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So keep going. I'm sorry, I I, I diverged there. Yeah, learn from people that have been in think been in the industry longer. Yeah. Good. Take the time to take the time to learn from these people. Don't right. dive in when you don't know what you're doing yet. Right. Um, and in my business, that's pretty rampant. Oh. There's there's no barrier to entry really. Yeah. Yeah, but I came here um, April of 19. Okay. And I ended up with a year that was the same I was making in Austin. Wow. Nice. It's, and I'm and you were there for 10 years. And I still look at going, wow. Yeah. You know, um, I came here cold. I don't know anybody. Mm. So I started out just, you know, I met 
a wonderful person, um, Christine Seiler, who um, has recently become the owner of the tasting room in Traveler's Rest. Nice. And she introduced me to a lot of the networking groups. Perfect. Which, you know, may not seem directly um, related to what I was doing. So it doesn't mean you're getting around people with dogs that need training. But I was getting my brand out. Yeah. And becoming visible in the community so that people are like, oh, I recognize that name. Where did I see that? Um, yeah, so, and I meet some people. Kind of the way we that. met, right? We met on exactly. Connect Greenville. Yes. Right? Yeah. That was an invitation that I got from Phil Yanoff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Jim, I think you would be, this would be a good group. You know, again, just extending brands. just ex- and, he, and we always start it the same way, that group. You know, who are you? What are you doing? You know, give us two two words that, you know, how you're feeling today. Those are, those are always interesting <laughs> these days. But It is interesting these days. And, you know, when we met on that, that was my first day doing that one. And oh. Ashley Brickner had invited me to that. Oh, I love Ashley. And she has been really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's a good egg. Yeah. She's a definitely a good solid, egg. Solid, solid people. And... Yeah, so you just reminded me I got to make sure sh- I get her in this to do an interview. You so do I'm gonna need to get her in I'm going to do, do that. I'm going to just probably as soon as we're done here I'm probably going to call her up and say guess who I talked to. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, she can talk about her gallery on Main Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, I'll drop names. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'm not proud. Hey. Um it's Open Art Studios. Yeah. Next to the distillery and suites. <laughs> She's got a good spot there. That's an awesome right. spot. So So you're networking. So I'm networking and just and I come here on a shoestring. Mm-hmm. And just getting things set up. And I'm and I've always been pretty organic about the growth. You know, I'm not really doing trying to get better about doing the social media thing. I just don't think about it. I'm busy doing the thing. Yeah. Um, That's actually another good business topic, too, that I think, you know, I'm I'm 59. I don't mind saying it. I'm I am well beyond um, at times beyond having the patience for having three Instagram accounts, three Facebook accounts, five, you know, email accounts. Um, I I'm actually right now in the process of bringing everything down to just the coachable. I'm not, I don't care if if you get it or if you don't get it. It just, it was just like, I gotta, I gotta simplify my life. Cause everybody was like, Oh, you gotta get a group. You gotta have a group. And, and, and Holly, if you're listening, I am still building that group. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to go, Jim, build a group. Uh, And she's right. I mean, to a, to a degree, you've got to build following per se, but, I think if you're networking and if you're doing the things that you need to do as a business, you're going to, people will eventually keep hearing your name and keep hearing your name. And then it's just going to come up and go, oh, yeah, you got to talk to Carol. Yeah. And for me, it's really the face to face. Right. You know, I am, you know, I have an Instagram. I have a Facebook page. I do stuff on it, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I've had clients who required a lot of discretion. True. And... I'm not going to try to make them public when they're trying to keep a profile down mm-hmm. um, on their downtime. Yeah, so 
yeah, there's that balance of where I'm like, I would rather offer that discretion as a standard right, to all my people because they are going to tell all their friends about me. Yep. In all the good ways so far. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's yeah. really not as big a reason to wanting or needing to do that social media, do all the social media things that a lot of people are doing. I mean, I don't know. I am... I'm still torn because what I do, like this this medium right now, a podcast, I've done these before, but the value of them s tends to wane quickly because it, they become sort of stale, right? They become out of date. If I do, we do this podcast today, you know, how relevant is it going to be a year from now? Right. And... So now I'm purposefully having these thinking that, yes, you know, I hope you're still here in a year from now. But everything <laughs> that we're talking about, even if you're not, everything that we're talking about can somebody can relate to. Even if it's even if they're not in the in the animal training industry or that's what they want to do. And I think that's ultimately why I wanted to sit down face to face because I I'm more that person too. But just to kind of get a Get out there the information that a lot of people stumble across when they're getting into a business or when they're running a business. or And that, quite honestly, that's the way most of us do it, which is why there's such a high failure rate. So yes. you've been here 20 years. I, my company's been here for 15. So, you know, it would be kind of nice maybe just at one time just to kind of sit down with you and talk about business too, by yes. the way. Uh, because I think I know I've learned things. I know I've made a lot of mistakes. I've tried not to make them twice. That's the goal. Right? I can't say I'm 100% on that. Uh, I have made one twice. Uh, I haven't made it a third time. Yeah. Hopefully, I won't make it again. But I own it. I make mistakes. I do things, you know, not quite right sometimes in terms of keeping things together because it's organized for me. But I have to remember that as I'm growing... Which, you know, that's the whole social media thing. Do I want to grow too fast? Right. And if I get really into all of that, then I'm going to be more visible. More people are going to find me, which is the goal, right? We want to be in the top of that the listings right. and all that. But also, I need to be able to handle the business coming in right. and keep the quality up. Um, so to be here a year, then I, then I know exactly how my programs are evolving to fit this market. I know what I really like to offer here and what people really enjoy signing up for. Okay. Um, and it's a little different than Austin. So it had to... You As know, an example, mm. anything... I hate to put you on the spot, but I think you're bringing up a good... You're, you're saying that the service that you had, your business for 20 years, yeah. it's different or ha it has to be... has to shift with the market that you're in right now and I th again i think this is a really great business topic so so if you can yeah i have you know without going too much specifics on it but it's like you know i have a program that lasts almost a year that has been that is really ideal for someone who's just gotten a puppy and they know they're going to want support until that right. dog's grown up great value mm -hmm. um includes it you know, combines camps and private lessons right. to help them develop their pup into the right dog mm -hmm. that they envision. Um, 
and do it in the right way for the puppy at its different growth stages. In Austin, I didn't sell that much. Mm. Here, it's been the basis, basically. Wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's been very popular. In Austin, it was more private lessons or a 30-day camp. Yeah. Okay. And I offer, you know, the 30-day camps here. I'm offering the private lessons a little less right now just because we're all adjusting to yeah. the thing. So, <laughs> The know. nameless, the thing that will be unnamed, right? The, yeah. the Harry Potter. You can't <laughs> say the name. That. The situation. The situation. But, um, you know, so, you know, I've always had the camps and the boarding trains as the main part of it because I'm able to you know I'm training the dog as it's with me and yes there are these things with this is on the list it's on the menu of what we're doing right and what your dog is going to learn but there are so many things that are intangible that your dog learns from being around you right just learning the rhythm of being in a house just you know it's not just about you do this right now until I tell you to stop or you know right it's about you know creating a synergy yeah and creating teamwork, you know, to be able to take your dog with you places yeah. where it's allowed and being able to be in your house and be comfortable and have people over. Yeah. You know, know how to do that for each dog's personality, things like that, you know. So, you know, it's been interesting that, you know, what I expected to be the primary um, choice has not been. And this other one has been... Nice. You know, the one that people are going for. Right. You know, and it's and it's a program in trademarking, so it's you know, it's it's a little different. Um Well, again, just getting back to what I was saying for that example was my business is absolutely not like it was even last year. And I'm not even talking about the situation coming on board. Right. But I, you know, my business has evolved to the point where I'm now evolving kind of away from my business a bit. And I'm getting into to teaching myself how to refine my cooking so that I could actually maybe even might want to become a chef. I don't know. Um, I, I know a few chefs and I know how much work that they put into that. So I'm sort of adverse to that. But I really like the ability of, of refining things further. And then I realized, well... That's basically the coachable. That's been basically my career at Intel Corporation and Avaya and Lucent and all these places is I've been constantly refining who I am. So, um, and having to refine your service is, mm -hmm. should happen, absolutely has to happen because what if you had just said, no, I'm only gonna be doing private private trainings in, in Greenville, period. I'm not gonna do anything else. That would have also been kind of an interesting thing with the situation that came up, but. That, yeah, that would be, you know, what if I decide to do group classes? Now, did I'd, you, you know, so yeah. let me get in your head here a little bit. Did you, like, like you come in here, you, you found the place, you were on your way to something else, you saw this, then you said, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to stick it out here. This is the place I really kind of sort of like. Um, and then you go, and then you start talking to some people about what you do, and you perhaps get feedback from them about what they think that they want rather than what you're offering? Or do you 
I mean, how did that, because you, you were offering a service, primary service, otherwise in Austin. And you come here, and you're like, did you, like, present that as the first thing that you do? Or did you just kind of talk to people and find out that the ability to go through a year program with a puppy just is the way to do it in Greenville? I mean, how did you, how did you, what was the process that you did there to figure that out? Actually, I, you know, I'd had that program off menu a little bit. Okay. And one of my clients was like, well, I want to do this, but I want to do some stuff later. I'm like, oh, all right, bring this back up. Uh, yes, reach back in your bag. bag. Oh, no, I got that. Tell you what you're going to do. <laughs> so and then take yeah. the dust off of it. And so, yeah, I'm refining. I mean, I'm trying to keep things where I'm not overwhelmed by my business. Right. So that's one thing I really did not do in Austin. I was never, never had a holiday. Hence the little sabbatical traveling. Nice. Um, before I came here. Nice. I knew I was going to end up here. I had pe friends ask me to check out their markets first. Went there. Wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. You know, couldn't find a place that was suitable. Um, it was just like talking to a wall, going anywhere. Right. And right. And then, you know, here, um, yeah, I meet people fairly quickly. And I know. I mean, people are really yeah. nice here. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that can be a little weird for some people, but, well, you know. i, I got to raise my hand because I'm from California. Yeah. But Californians are a lot like New Yorkers when it comes to meeting people. Not not as, you're sort of standoffish. It's like, why are you why are you talking? And my wife and I were at a grocery store. We just kind of got here, and I had to go get some things for the house, just basic staples, and I went over to Publix, um, and... I'm standing there in line, and I've got all this stuff, but my wife and I kind of like wine and cheese boards, charcuterie, and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of salamis, a lot so of we're cheeses, now. right? <laughs> Lots of wine, and the lady behind me just starts talking. She just begins talking. Now, my back's to her, and she's just talking, and and there for a second, and then I, I turn and I look at her, and I was like, "Are, are you talking to me? <laughs> are you talking to me? <laughs> right? I don't have that accent." And I would have to apologize to a lot of people that I know, Louis Arena, that <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I even tried to do that accent. But, yeah, it just, it was, but she was just like, oh, you've, you've got, looks like you guys are going to have a really nice night. Look at that wine. You know, and, and it just turned out to be, that was not abnormal. That was just normal. People were just like, talk to you on the line as you were checking out. Yeah, yeah, there's still enough of the small town vibe left over mm -hmm. that that's going to happen. And when you're used to living places that you just don't do that. Right, yeah. And you're like, what? What are you looking for? What do you yeah. want from me? What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> What's your angle? You can't take my, this is my stuff. You can't yeah. take it. Um, yeah. And we, my wife and I still to this day, whenever we go out to a new restaurant even in and around this area, whether it's Charleston, Charlotte, um, Asheville, whatever, we always try to get the corner at the bar. I do and the we, same and thing. Then, and then my wife is, is like like focused on that side of the bar, and I'm focused on the right side of the bar. And then we have these, and then we're talking to each other because we're now at a corner, so it makes it easier for us to talk. And we have met pretty much everybody that we still hang with on a consistent basis and go over to their houses. and do. We've met everybody that way yes. because everybody is really nice and they were like, what are you having over there? And I'm like, oh, I'm having the steak or lasagna or the pasta or whatever. And they're like, is it good? Well, hang on a second. Give me your fork. And, you know, I mean, it's just been that cool. Uh, yeah. In 
45 years living in south in in southern california Mm-mm. never i mean in my neighborhood maybe like right. my neighbors but not not restaurant wise not just going out no yeah and, and there you know it's a little different vibe for me cuz i didn't come here as a couple so you know you're moving back to the south where there's not as much of a music scene so there's no oh no there is and i got to connect you with out that hanging out and doing that yeah yes please Yes. It's a hole in my soul. <laughs> blues? <laughs> Does blues sound good to you? Yeah. I have the person. Excellent. She is amazing, and Excellent. she has a depth of knowledge that is going to just drive you crazy. And and access, because there's a we're on a trail. We're on a blues trail from, yes. from Atlanta all the way up to New York, and she's got them all written down, and she knows exactly who's coming through when. And So I will definitely get you two connected. Yeah, because I saw one guy at Radio Room, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good room. Yeah. Um, you know, the offerings that come through here. You oh, know, they're really good. There can be some good things here. Yeah. You know, and I actually look forward to that venue opening downtown. Yes. It'll be interesting to ha- see how that shapes out in terms of allowing people in because the joy is being in a room full of people, right? Yeah. yeah. And now it's going to be like, yeah. no, you stay over there. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at that point. If I just keep alcohol in my mouth, I think I'm going to be good. I mean, to be honest, I'm going to, I'm going to. Honestly, it's uh, it's nature. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to life hack the hell out of this. You know, if I have to just like pour alcohol down my my throat so that nothing else gets through, I'm good with that. Still got to live, man. (laughs) This, yeah, that that's going to go over really well. The recording, yeah, you know. Oh well, so what? (laughs) (laughs) Now you know something about me. I love going out, listening to music, and and having a good bourbon or scotch. So. Well, being able to go to Music Fest. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now I know another person you need to, to meet with. And, and she's in this whole Connect Greenville group. Well, I've met Zig. Well, no, but Mary Ellen De Silva Anderson. Awesome. You got, she got, again, she's at all the Music Fests. That's, that's, her, that's her and her husband's thing. But she has got so many connections there and can get you hooked up to all that stuff. That is awesome. Because what's funny is like one of the first things I did um, – yeah, where my house is, I'm close to 8th State. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's, that's yeah, a group up close. It might be social. And <laughs> I... Shaking her head, no. N- <laughs> Not social. And, um, and I was like, just, you know, this person, everybody has their little groups, and I'm just new, and I'm just sort of observing and seeing what the vibe is for the town a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, this will be good. It's St. Pat's. We'll go up, see what's, you know, going on. And I see this guy in this top hat and a velvet blazer with a T-shirt. And I'm like, dude, that's more Austin than Austin. <laughs> and, and I'm on a phone with my one of my best friends from Austin. I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, how do you find those people? It's like, it's, it's my gift. <laughs> so, you know, I'm on the phone. It's like, this, you know, this guy kept looking in my direction. I was like, all right, I think we're going to end up meeting this person. And it was Zig. Oh, very cool. So, you know, we had a good chat, and, you know, we bonded over some that had been at the Skunk Fest. Nice. You know, Kevin Russell and Dylan LeBlanc, and he was like. All right. And that's a man that blows my mind. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. He saw me then, and he saw me at Fall Skunk. Mm. So you're looking at months in between. Right. Of, like, a brief meeting. Oh, hey, Carol. Oh, I know. That wow. everybody everybody has the greatest memory out here. If I could just have like 
an ounce of that recall, I would be completely happy right now. Yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you how to do that in a sales role. Cause I, I mean, I do have a fairly, I, I can remember numbers. I'll remember your telephone number before I'll remember your first or last name. That's just the way it is. I know numbers. I, I can still tell you the telephone number. Of you can my tell garage. me everything about you, your favorite type of music, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'll know all that. It's pretty much your being, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. the name, not consistent, but I'll be close. Yeah. You'll have the right I'll know feel. that I know you or have seen you. If you're out of yeah. context with me, too, that's also, and that's also a business thing, too, when yeah. you're out of context. <laughs> you know somebody at work or work or work or work, and you see them at, at Home Depot, and you go, what was it? What was that? I know I know this person. You talk to them like 18 times a week, you know. Yeah, or someone I saw at an event, and suddenly I see them in my normal life instead of at an event that was in Georgia. Right. And I'm like, um, know you, knew you, know think you, I yeah. can remember yeah. what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so if we're talking about, you know, you've been here a year, so it's almost like starting a new branch, a new market, right? Yes. It's like starting over again. Uh, albeit you've got all this stuff, like you say, in your bag that you've done before that's easily uh, replicated to whatever environment that you're in. Um, you know, what? what's the next steps for you? Where are you going, right? You see, you know, you've got this. I know we're kind of in this can't-touch-anybody mode now with, with uh, the coronavirus, but, I mean, let's just say, you know, the all-clear button sounds, it gets pushed, and... We're all ready to move back into some sort of normality. What do you see? Right. Is there is there any plans already that you've kind of been throwing around in your head? Yeah, there's. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be in people's houses as much. Right. Um, but the nature of my core business is already distanced. Right. Yeah, you know, people are dropping their dog off. We're not on top of each other when right. they're learning to handle their dog. They're over there, and I'm you know coaching them drill sergeant at them however you want to put it <laughs> <laughs> we went through some of that um so you know for the most part there's not really any change it's keeping you know some cleanser available s sanitizer available right um making sure they're comfortable i use my own equipment i'm not going to just trade leash with somebody right i pop my leash on and then they'll take theirs off um and that just makes it a little easier Right. And honestly, I tended to do that anyway um, because I'm very particular about my equipment. Mm -hmm. And what feels great to me may not feel great to somebody else. Right. Um, and it'll be a different length that I'm used to. Or, you know, and exactly. That, and that length matters <laughs> of the leash. <laughs> and so. <laughs> you are now my favorite person in the world. <laughs> it, you, you own it right now. So you own it right now. You know. I like going I right up to the edge. There you go. It's there. There's it's the abyss there. right there. There it is. There it is. We didn't go. Um, you know, so, you know, it comes down to the comfort level of the client. Right. Comfort level of me. Mm -hmm. As long as everybody's good. And I, you know. Yeah. That statement, that last statement, as long as everyone's good. And that statement works in the moment that you're in. Yes. And, but you can take it to the next moment and you may have to alter. Because in that moment, everybody's good. In this moment, oh, maybe only 50% of us are good. Yes. So the other, the other half, which is, has more at risk, you've got to be, you've got to adjust for that. You've got to put a mask on if you need to put a mask on, if that's what they, 
if that's their level of comfort. Yes. Right? Yes. And and to me, again, as it relates to business, not all customers are exactly the same. Even if we didn't have this crazy pandemic around, you don't treat a customer, every customer, exactly the same way because there is no. – because at, in that moment, you f figure out what's good for everybody. And you could take it, same business, another location, may not even be this may not be the same, right? They may want something more, want to be treated differently, want el other elements of the business to happen, so. Yes, and, you know, everyone you talk to when you're in an intimate business, which mine is, mm -hmm. that's the biggest part of your job is being able to relate to each client in a way that they're comfortable. Right. Some people will be pretty much, okay, you're family now, and they're going to, yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then other people, you keep a very strong professional wall going. Yeah. Because that's where they're comfortable. Right. Either way, you're helping the client get the results they're seeking. There you go. And giving them the experience that they're happy Ex with. And they're that they're expecting. Yeah. Nice. And again, you just said that as it relates to your business, but that really just relates to any business, truly. I mean... Um, I know that there's a lot of businesses that get to the point where they start pushing their uh, agenda on their clients. Like, we, we do business this way. Yes. Right. Banks are actually the biggest offender of this. Um, in my opinion, actually my experience, is, you know, when they change something, they're not asking you whether or not you'll go with the change. No. Software companies. Laura's been working with Microsoft products forever. They changed the location of the search bar. They didn't go out and say, hey, you know, we're looking at changing where the search bar is going to be on your screen. And a big, beautiful blue jay just flew right in here. Oh, there it is. Um, they're becoming endangered. I was so For those of you listening, it was over my left shoulder. Play-by-play <laughs> <laughs> play, commentary. Love it. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I lost my train of thought there. That's how cool that was. Um, Bird. Yeah, squirrel. So I, I guess the bottom line is is that when it comes to delivering service to your customer, you just have to take it one step at a time. Yes. Right? Uh, knowing that it can change from moment to moment. Um, the the value to you is is that you've got the experience behind you. You're not creating something new that's new to you. Right? You're just figuring out what you've got and how to apply it into a new market right? yes and how do you you know it just you know like the bigger program we talked about earlier yes it's very customizable mm -hmm. and what i've always done is i'm not saying here are your choices and this is what it is right you know it's based on getting the results Thank you very much for bringing me back to where I was going with that point, and that is being pushed, getting things pushed onto you and pushing things onto the client. Um, ultimately, the story with Microsoft is, is Laura hates it. Laura hates where the search bar is. It's not where she wants it to be. But that having, have, again, you, you said that you've got, a, you've got a business that you're really connected fairly closely with the customer, each customer. Uh, again, at different professional levels, but you're, you're pretty intimate, right? Um, when your business is, is that there's, uh, there is no intimacy and a lot of clients are through other people, right? 
it could whatever changes you make could really have a significant impact on them. And again, that's kind of a when I look at this from a business perspective, small businesses have more intimate relationships with their customers. Yes. Um, again, another value of small businesses is is that that makes it easy for us to do that little. Yeah, you know, you wanted A, B, and C. I'm going to give you A, B, and D, because C, nah, that's really, you know, I know you, you know me. Yeah, C. Let's let's drop C. Let's go to D. Larger companies, larger businesses will make a process out of that, and I'm sure there will be 18 meetings that hold, held over Zoom now <laughs> about those changes. Can we really go to C? Maybe we should just give more B, you know, because, you know, there's not really that uh, nimbleness, and I like that about small business. Um, and that's the first time I related that to being that intimacy. That Using that word, I think, is a good word when we're talking it yeah, about I mean, small business. Yeah, and it's fortunate um, that I can do that right now. Um, now being a sole proprietor makes it a little more difficult with everything going on financially, but that that's a blip you have to be prepared for no matter what. Yes. And, you know, if you're at a time in your company where it's tough, like if it's a new company that yeah, in the first doesn't three quite years. have that safety net yet mm -hmm. because it's still building, it's still growing, investing in itself. You know, you had to figure out how much can I invest in this without, you know, pulling the rug out from under myself. Right. Um, and that makes it a little con conservative at times, and other times you're just like, throw it. Throw it. Um, see where it lands. So, you know, it's like I could be doing online classes. Mm-hmm. I think the people that are having the most success with those are already doing group classes, mm. which is not necessarily part of what I do. Right. Um, I like the flexibility of private. I like the flexibility of camp. Mm -hmm. um, well, again, you, you said know. you're matching you're matching your business to your lifestyle. Yes. Right. Yeah. You're not changing your lifestyle to match your business. Right. So. And you know, one of the things of moving here is that. One of the draws is being this close to the mountains. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to be able to say, all right, this day we're going to go hiking. Who wants to go with their dogs? You know, or maybe it's a hike where it's me with people and not my dogs. Nice. Yeah. So, like, if I go hiking on the weekend, I'll just leave my dogs at home. Mm -hmm. The trails are more crowded. Um, and... It is good to have just people time. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, yeah, because my job is 24-7. Yeah. And it's 24-7 with the animals. Now, I'm not sure that we were talking about this before we started recording, but you had mentioned that you've actually done training for the motion picture television industry. Is that for horses, dogs, both? What was that? Uh, I have done that with dogs. With dogs, okay. Uh, I did a couple productions while I was in Austin. Um, I returned back there for another project, did a commercial for a major um, beer company, mm -hmm. which involves spotted dogs. <laughs> 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 but um, we can say and, that. And large Clydesdales. And it. Yeah, and it was, and it was uh, really interesting, the timing of that. Um, a colleague of mine was in Austin and she was looking for specific dogs and I actually had both of them available wow. through my clients. So, yeah, we went to Houston for a couple of days and 
did some things. Um, That's got to be kind of cool. You know, I did an episode for a series on USA that took me to New Orleans for a month. Very nice. You can drop names. I, I don't know care. I didn't I like New Orleans. Uh, it was a show called Common Law. had Michael Ely in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, it was like a buddy cop blue sky yep. thing. And they had an episode with... Um, is about who gets to take care of the canine unit. <laughs> who gets to take care of the canine while his partner is in the hospital? <laughs> and you know, what are we gonna do with this? And oh, very cool. Yeah, and it's uh, it was fun to do. I always love being on set uh, when I have the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I did a little indie film where we use wolves for coyotes, and you know, this is with other people. Yeah. You know, that. Wait a minute. Used wolves for coyotes. Use wolves to play coyotes. And that's better <laughs> from a training perspective? Yes. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Because um, I look at a wolf and a coyote, and I don't really see a whole lot of difference uh, as far as, you know, being able to just eat me alive kind of a thing. Um, yeah, they do look similar, which is good because wolves are a little more willing to work for ah, you instead ah. of figure out how to get away. Ah. Um, you know, as a rule. But... Yeah, See, little things you don't fun. know, right? I you mean, know. you can go this whole podcast. You got to you gotta go all the way to the end. In fact, I'm going to go yeah. back and I'm going to write that in. You got to go all the way to the end on this one to get some really good nuggets, too. You know? I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. Yeah. And growing up, we had coyotes in L.A., right? Just running the streets of L.A. and cats would go yeah. missing. But here I see coyote track um, deer, deer when they come through the yeah the, the woods here. So. Just waiting. Waiting for an opportunity. Well, that's cool. Oh, that's wait, very cool. They're entrepreneurs. Now, is that something you're always open for? Like, if somebody goes, if somebody hears this, like, I, I go tell my wife, <laughs> you got to <laughs> listen to this, um, who's also in the industry. Uh, yeah. There's actually a fair amount of industry people here in the, in the upstate and in the south in general, starting from Atlanta over to Charlotte, um, all the way up into Virginia. And then there's actually a few. There's a couple of uh, stunt people that live here. Um, and as we get to know each other a little bit better and as the, the environment changes, um, I know a few of them that hang over here at the sushi place down the street here. So, you know, we can figure out a time to, to go grab sushi and just, and just kind of accidentally meet people on purpose. I haven't had sushi since I moved here. <laughs> Is that because... I'm so yours right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, this place, uh... I, I didn't realize, you know, there's Mitsubishi here and there's these. And so when you go to this place at specific times, you can't get in. I mean, it's I mean, you might as well just walk away because there's it's just packed. Yeah. Um, and I like it. I call them, you know, like I call anybody that's that's not from the area like they work in the area mm -hmm. and they just crowd a restaurant. That to me tells me that wherever they're from, this is a lot like that. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so if you find a great German food place and everybody from BMW is there, you know, okay. Any, if you're French, there was a bakery that used to be here. I don't think it's here anymore. It was on Augusta somewhere. Um, and maybe it's still here. Um, but. There's one just off Augusta. Yeah. The bakery off Augusta, little Swiss bakery. Uh, there was a f there was a French one. They, they did croissants and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, they did a really good job of it. But in any event. And maybe they weren't French. Maybe maybe I've got that story wrong too. 
that would not be the first time that would ever happen, actually, because I get the stories kind of mixed up a little bit after time. It's all about owning it and just... So I'm just going to go with it. But I noticed that, at least for this restaurant, um, sushi-wise, oh, man. Uh, and they've got the off-the-normal sushi. It's not California rolls. I mean, I've had a few things that even I was like, sure, I'll try that. I'm uh, hungry. You hungry? Uh, <laughs> you know, they've got urchin and they've got all these other things and unagi and all these other things that everybody. But they do they they do some things off menu. In fact, when we do this, I'll make sure. So we have some friends who own Lin Canto Ristorante in downtown Greer. Heavy plug for uh, Carlos and Christy Echeverry. I'm being attacked by something flying around me. Uh, but when we go to the sushi with them, since he's a chef. Uh, and he knows the chefs over at the sushi place. Oh. Interesting things happen. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what shows up. And and then they're having a conversation that they understand as chefs. I don't. And then, boom, all this beautiful stuff shows up, and we end up having a great meal. Yeah, like when I was in Chicago, I was so – I mean, Chicago is a food town. Yeah, yes, it is. Some towns say they're foodie towns. No, Chicago is definitely a foodie town. Austin. Yes, calls itself a foodie town. Um, the best sushi I've had was in Chicago and in, mm. I mean, obviously San Diego. But I, haven't had the, I haven't had a good experience yet with sushi in California. I just want to see, for sushi, I want to see, create if it's rolls, I want really yeah. creative rolls. I want to see something that looks really good to me that doesn't have cream cheese on it. <laughs> that... <laughs> It's a personal choice. No. Um, that, one. you know, just makes me want to try it. Yeah. Let's go down this new road. I want that. And, like, I don't, you know, I'm not one that eats tentacles. I'm not likely to eat urchin just because, I don't know. I might. Mm. Um, I hear it makes a great soup, but, yeah. you know. I mean, anything that's, you know, yeah, I'm not has to be done just right or it'll kill you. I'll, I'll stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that um. on the back burner. <laughs> that'll be for my next life to worry about. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, that'll be like a last meal. I don't want that written on my on my epitaph th though. Is that yeah, he ate that thing that everybody dies from. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that person. So finally tried it <laughs> <laughs> and done. And the end. And the end. Um, no, that so that it's that's kind of a nice place thing about South Carolina. I know we're sort of off the beaten path here as far as topic, but. Um, Again, when we talk about the value of where we live, and quite honestly, I really don't want to talk about how great South Carolina is. It's horrible. It's horrible. Um, the bugs, the, the 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 swamp. The I'm trying to. Everybody that comes here, I mean, they're coming here like a lot. They come I mean, here and they don't leave. I know. Well, but I did that ten years ago. You know, uh, it's funny walking downtown, just going over the bridge on Main Street. <laughs> yeah. And you see people like, yeah, I'm going to take your picture. It's like, great. It's like, you know, so when are you going to move here? You've seen it now. It's like everybody's yeah. trying to bring their friends and family here. Yeah. And I'm, I've am i been guilty of that. My best yeah. friend in Austin, I'm trying to get her to move here. She doesn't have to live there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just getting... You know, just bringing your own crew in, basically. But well, then there you go again. There's yeah. another business thing. I mean, when you talk about, well, I just had a conversation yesterday with a gentleman um, who runs a 
brand company. He, he helps you go from creative to production. So if you've got an idea and you want it to to be printed or to be produced in mass or whatever, he's that guy. He's the guy that is the conduit that makes that happen. And and again, I mean, it's it's this conversation of the collaboration, right? Bring people around you, bring people with you that you've worked with in the past and bring them forward with you whatever you do because even if they're not physically close to you, we've got so much medium medias that we can still stay connected bring those people forward with you you know you leave pennsylvania and you come here to south carolina yeah don't bring a caravan of you know <laughs> gypsy wagons with you just come here and then you can talk to them back <laughs> but yeah. stay in touch with them i mean i think that's from a business perspective really smart i still talk to a number of businesses back in california that i used to support for years and i'm always bouncing ideas off of them and they're always going well okay yeah i could see how that works or they're saying, no, no, move on to your next idea. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, collaboration is good. You know, it's... People that you trust. People that you trust. Right? Collaboration is good. Um, I, I always put that on there. You know, I have colleagues that I can, you know, speak through ideas. Or they're doing things. And it's like, well, you know, what are you doing with that? You know, I wonder if that would work here. You know, that's a good idea. Um, do I want to consider that? Um you know, and then just, you know, figure out how you're doing, like doing the online thing. I have a right. colleague who's in Arizona right now mm -hmm. um, who is inspired to do Camper Life because I did for a while. And she nice. was like, you know, she's always on the road going mm -hmm. to competitions and doing, you know, body work and fitness work for the athletes, you know, the canine athletes. Right. So, you know, we're putting together a program right now. Nice. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's developing. I've been able to speak to a, a local, f yeah, literal magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's mm -hmm. going to be involved. Oh, very good. Yeah, Jesse. Uh, good. Just discussed that yesterday with him. And Again, somebody that I just met and, yeah. and an amazing individual. It seems I haven't actually done business with him yet, so you'll have to tell me all about it. Yeah, you know, so I'm going to have him come out and film me instead of me trying to set up the phone on the tripod and then going doing things and having to mark out with cones my boundaries mm. and <laughs> exactly so that I can just handle and not think about am I on camera off camera right now yeah. you know did yeah. I get too close for me to in screen be in screen yeah so much direction that you don't want to have to deal with well you get distracted from doing what you should be doing which is yeah you're not going to do your best because you're thinking too much about that yeah yeah so oh, very cool um yeah that'll be fun to do so we'll have that in development for a little bit Keep you posted on that. That is something that I that, that I definitely would like to. Yeah. If, if you're gonna, if that's gonna be up for consumption, I would definitely like to. I mean, maybe it's just what you're gonna be using promotion-wise for, you know, new clients or whatever. Or, I don't know what you how you you would use that, but that sounds very interesting to me. I'd really like to see that. Yeah, it would be targeted toward um, people who want to do the best for their dogs, do different exercises to help them mm. um, be the best they can be or be in the best fitness they can be. You know, and, you know, part of it is toward people who are active mm -hmm. competitors in different dog sports. Um, but there's going to be a big component for people with pets and that do a lot of hiking. There are things you can do to help them in the off season, mm. um, which I didn't realize there was an off season for hiking, but apparently there is. Yeah, around here. Somewhat, you know, so. Like Especially the rainy season, things get, get yeah. The rainy out. season, it's just not fun. 
you know, I've I've done a few scrambles and they're a blast. Yeah. But the only time I had anything that was a big concern was going down a scramble on wet leaves on mud. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, it was a friendly landing spot. <laughs> <laughs> One that's been used before. I still know how to roll from there you the go. horse life. So there yeah. you go. Had it covered. Well, thank you for this, Carol. I really do appreciate getting to know now more about what you do, what you have done, what you're doing now. You have, I think, some very interesting elements to your business that I think are very relatable to other businesses, especially businesses that may have been, you know, going for a specific period of time in another place that are considering wanting to go or coming out here to South Carolina. Um, you, you've just, you've kind of opened my eyes a little bit, not only to uh, the term athlete dog, which <laughs> I'm going to use a lot now because it's completely cool. Um, but just to the overall, the health and well-being of animals too, because one of the things, you know, I love my dog. Sometimes I don't love her as much as other times, but even so, you know, she has this tendency to want to, I mean, as soon as she gets out of the car, she wants to jump as far out from the car as she can land and hit the ground running and just, I mean, her feet are actually moving in the air kind of a thing. And so, learned that this is not a good thing joint wise if she continuously does this onto the hard concrete mm -hmm. so i now put the leash on her and i get her out of the car and then i unleash her and then she can run yeah. you know just little things like that but because we've had to take her to the vet now twice because of something yeah. that she's done you have to keep your mind in the game or you get hurt and dogs uh, man the single-minded focus that a dog has i wish i had a tenth of that i mean yeah that would be really useful yeah uh, you saw me. I was Bluebird. I was like, oh, Bluebird, what was I talking about again? Yeah. Yeah. That never happens with Izzy. She's, well, dogs in general. But thank you. Um, thank you. So this is Jim Sevier. This is a coachable. You, I have been here with Carol Underwood of Have a Great Dog. All right. Is that haveagreatdog.com? Haveagreatdog.biz. Dot biz. Thank you. Or haveagreatdoggreenville.com. Ah, there but we go. Perfect. There we are. So thank you again. And, um, We'll be talking again very soon.